But here we see the people of God being oppressed by an, an, an evil man. They are suffering violence at the hand of Pharaoh. That right there, Israel, the people of Israel represent the nation of God. Well, they are the nation of God. They, they represent us. That's us. Now that's us. Because of Jesus, we've been grafted in, and that's us now, actually. The kingdom of heaven, they, they represent the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is suffering oppression, is suffering violence, yet still it begins to increase, and it begins to advance, right? There's something of a growing, actually. And, um, and in that, I felt the Lord just speaking to me in that, because when we're faced with times of uncertainty and adversary, actually, it's not oppression. I mean, we're not right now, we're not, there's not, we're not being oppressed, we're not being persecuted, but uncertainty, un, even uncertainty is, you know, what is it? What, like, what's happening? And um, I mean, 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, now we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, right? We are that people. So when there's uncertainty, when there's what next, there's something of the kingdom growing and expanding and advancing. And I think it's important for us to see this. You guys see it? And I was just like, yo, Lord, that, that's actually beautiful for me. There's a, there's a picture there. And, and even, even the, more, the more they got taken away from them, the more their building materials got taken away from them, the more they grew. The more they, 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 their sons, and, well, it wasn't their sons and daughters, their sons got taken away from them, yet they still grew. The very lifeblood of what they thought was their lifeblood began to be taken away from them, yet they grew. And Pharaoh feared them greatly, actually. And I think there's something of that. It's like when, when we look at things through physical eyes, what makes sense to our minds doesn't make sense in the kingdom. Because it's this upside down kingdom, right? So we think, oh my goodness, we've got no more building material, yet God blessed them and they grew. Oh my goodness, let me take away your, like Satan, actually, he comes rob, kill, and destroy, or in this case, Pharaoh takes away their children, yet they still prospered and they grew. And there's a beautiful picture there, I think, of the way the kingdom works is not the way we think. And, to, and I think out of this, I want to encourage us, continually look to the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else will be given unto you. Continue to look at the ways of the kingdom because if you focus on the ways of the world, you'll tie yourself in a knot. Nothing will make sense. You'll lose all your peace. And it's actually just a mess. That's why the world is such a mess, actually. It's because people don't have Jesus. They don't have a different lens to look at this life we live in through, actually. And I think that's part of the Bible, part of the story of, or, or, or part of scriptures, God's giving us a new lens to look at things through all the time. If you look at every story in the Bible, he keeps on just readjusting our lens. Look at it through this lens. Look at it through this lens. And I want to remind us, I mean, even think about this. I think it tests, remember it's the kingdom of heaven, that it's the kingdom that was growing, right? And I think this even Think about us even in COVID. We grew a lot in COVID. There was this oppression, this uncertainty, this uncomfortable way of doing things. Yet the, the church, Josh, Joshua generation grew massively in COVID. Like I think we almost, almost doubled the size after COVID. It's ridiculous. Like 
Okay, but I think there's something of being, we've got to be test what foundation you built on. If I don't think if, you, if you've not built on the foundation of Christ and your foundations aren't good, then you might not grow. But if, I think if you are, there's going to be something of life. And uh, so I hope you, are you seeing what I'm, are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> and I want to remind us, I wasn't here two weeks ago, Kim and Dion Delport were here. Do you guys remember that? And uh, Kim shared a prophetic word. I remember speaking to Estian after the meeting. He just gave me some feedback. Kim shared a prophetic word for Weinberg, actually. It was a, and she said, what did Estian say? It says, as the potter shapes the clay, God is, going, God is going to start shaping us. And, um, and it's quite uncomfortable when you get shaped. The process of being shaped is not a comfortable one. It's not an easy one. The process of molding and shaping, it's not, it's not comfortable and it's not easy. But you, us, we need to allow God to do that and, and, and let him shape us so that he doesn't have to start again. Because you know how a potter works with a clay. If it doesn't listen to him, it doesn't work. <laughs> and he starts again, right? It's, it's, quite, it's true though, right? And I think there's something of the Lord going, let me shape you. Roll with it so I don't have to start again, in a sense. I don't have to go back to the basics, and I don't have to go back to the beginning to start again. And I, I, when he said that to me, I was like, oh, things about to get uncomfortable for Weinberg. <laughs> what does that mean, Lord? And I think he began to show me, well, he has shown me, and I'm going to share some of those things with you guys. But before I do... Matthew 16, we have Jesus. Here's just, I just want to give you just a little couple of pictures even in the New Testament of what happens here. Jesus is telling his disciples, I need to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer persecution at the hands of the elders. They're going to kill me. They're going to drag me through the streets, beat me. They're going to kill me. I'm like, I need to go. And Peter gets alongside him, grabs him, pulls him to the side. And he says, no, like, you can't go. You don't, this, no, that's not for you. What does Jesus do? Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> it's like one of his best friends. He calls him Satan. He's like, get it behind me. You're not, and I'm paraphrasing. He says, you're not looking at things with kingdom eyes. You're looking at things with earthly eyes. For you are not setting your mind on things of God, but on things of man. Verse 23. See, Jesus knew. He was looking to the kingdom. He was looking to eternity and what he had to do. Peter was stuck in the now. He was stuck in, Jesus would be taken away from him. He would be stuck in the, oh man, I'm losing. Like, what are you, like, no, that's not going to happen. She's like, no, that's got to happen for this actually all to happen. We wouldn't be sitting here today if that didn't happen. And there's, again, there's Jesus. is the perfect example, right? He's the, he, he keeps pointing us towards the kingdom perspective. And then in Acts, uh, there's another, I mean, another, then we go from Jesus, we go to Paul, right? And in Acts it's Acts 2, 10 to 14, the story there. Paul is, um, where is he? Well, there's a prophet um, by the name of Agabus that comes and prophesies over him. And he takes Paul's belt. He ties his hands together with it. And he says the owner of this belt is going to be tied and imprisoned, tied up, imprisoned, and um, persecuted. And that obviously is Paul. And he says to Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. You're going to get persecuted. 
And Paul says to them, and so then, now this is Luke. Luke writes Acts. You guys know that. Paul didn't write Acts. Luke wrote Acts. So Luke's saying, like, we were trying to convince Paul not to go. We were trying to convince him to go. And Paul says, why are you guys, I'm paraphrasing, why are you guys doing this to me? You're breaking my heart, actually. Stop it. Like, um, it's just, you're making it harder than what it's got to be. <laughs> that's, that's what he's saying. But I need to go, actually, and I will go even if it's to my death because I know what needs to come in the kingdom. I know what needs to come through me. I will die for Jesus and I will die for the kingdom. And we all know, Paul goes to Jerusalem and exactly that thing happens. He gets arrested and eventually it leads to his, his death, actually. <laughs> well, we don't really know exactly how he died. So here's the thing. I'm not Paul and I'm not Jesus, <laughs> but our time's come to go. <laughs> and what does that mean? It means that we're going to be leaving you guys in Wandu, myself and Margot and our family. It means that we've been called to go and to support one of the churches in our hub, but our season here has come to an end, actually. And it's, it's a bit of a, well, wow. <laughs> It's hard to say this. I said to Margo, I was like, how do you tell people this? How do you, like, do I tell them in, I can't tell them in announcements. It's like clinical, isn't it? It's like terrible. Like, I can't tell them at the beginning of the preach because then they're not going to remember what I'm saying. Can't, then we, I can't tell them at the end of the preach because then they're not going to, they're not going to remember what I've said. Like, how, like, but the thing is, you're not looking at us, even though I know we will, because there's relationships and there's, there's hearts that are connected because we built together, we belong to one another. But there's the kingdom. So look past us. As I look past each of you to see the kingdom and the kingdom advancing, because this does mean uncertainty for all of us. It means uncertainty. You may be going there going, wow, what does that mean for Weinberg now? And we'll get to that. I'm going to chat. We'll talk about those things now. So Weinberg's about to enter into uncertainty, new territory. You know, when an army advances, takes new ground, that ground's unknown, but it's advancing, it's taking ground right? And you guys are the army of the Lord. So doesn't, we still belong to one another. We're still together. We're still one people. We're still one church. Doesn't mean, okay, thank, we're not moving to Brazil. <laughs> we're moving to Amanus. So you know, yes. My flesh is not screaming, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's a lovely place. <laughs> but as an eldership, um, as, a, as, a, as a team, we feel that this is the best thing for Hermanus, and Weinberg at the moment is in a place where it feels like we can do it. So actually that means it feels like you guys are in a strong enough place to go, we can go, we can, we'll carry on. I was actually so blessed the other day with Josh. Uh, we were away for it for two, two, three weeks. And Josh came to me, Josh Gabriel, where's Joshy? Came to me, he's like, he was standing back there at the coffee, and he was like, we missed you, but it carried on. Remember you said that? Like it carried on. It was like it feels like we were still going. And I was like, yes, that, that's amazing. That's how it should be. This thing shouldn't be built. It's not, shouldn't be built around me. 
at Margo. It shouldn't be. It's built around Jesus, actually. We're just tools in the kingdom. We build on the foundation. We build towards him. And it's actually a good test of how you've built. Have you built towards me? Is your And yet, to some degree, there will be, I mean, I understand that. There's a tearing. But are you, can you look past that? You know, there's a job that needs to be done. There's a kingdom that needs to grow. How can I die? How can I give my life to this thing? How can I not unplug and disengage because I may be a little unsettled or frustrated? But how can I give of myself actually to see this thing continue? Because my success is your success, and your success is mine. Does that, you guys understand? Um, so I want to go back to that, that word from Kim. We're being shaped. It's about to get uncomfortable. How do we respond? Do we allow the kingdom to be shaped into us? Do we allow us to move forward into what God's got for us? So I, um, I was just thinking, I was chatting some, uh, the other day to, to, to somebody who was talking about leadership and elders, eldership teams and, and all that type of thing. And you know, this, if there's no friction, something's not moving. It's a law. It's a scientific law. You know that. If there's no friction, something's not moving. And actually, when it comes to teams, when it comes to church bodies, when it comes to all these things, if there's no friction, if there's no, none of that, if, there's, if it's, too, it's actually not moving forward, probably. It's a good, good, good test, actually. You know, somebody comes, oh, you know, our team's so great. We never disagree. We never this. I'm like, well, I don't know. That is so good. We kind of need to disagree to grow. We kind of need to sharpen each other's edges and, and experience difficult times together to actually move forward, right? And um, how's that going with it? <laughs> Friction. Change, change is all good. There we go. <laughs> But there's a blessing in it too, right? Matthew 19 says, And everyone who has left houses and brothers and sisters and fathers, mothers, children, and land, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. And that's actually not only for us, because it's for you too. So as we leave, in a sense, there is an inheritance for us, but there's an inheritance for you too, because you are me and I am you. Father, let them be one as you and I are one. Remember Jesus prayed that prayer. So I go, you come. You go, I come. And, and I, there's something in there. We have to understand that. We can't, we can't just negate those things and, and build our own little kingdoms. This is his kingdom we're building. So this is going to be a time for Weinberg to really rise up, actually. Every single saint to fill the holes, fill the gaps, walk in the fullness of what God's got for them. Rise up into what God's got for you. I almost like, look, this is not our last Sunday. Okay, just so you know, you're wondering the details. We'll get to the details now. This is not our last Sunday. We are here for, and it is quite sudden too. You may be thinking, this is very sudden, and it is sudden, right? Because some suddenly things happen, and as soldiers of an army, we need to go, and we need to sometimes fill the gap. We need to go and continue the work, right? So yes, it's not like we planned this. It's not like we asked for this. Who will go, who will possibly be the best fit in this scenario does look like it's us. Okay, let's go. Prayerfully considered and in the Lord. And interestingly enough, 
it does, the Lord had actually started speaking to us a while ago. Like he started speak, speaking to us already earlier in this year. Margo had a, what was the word you had? Oh, a year of great change. Felt the, the year of great shifts. Felt, she felt the Lord say to her, the beginning of the year, I think January was it? January, December, a year of great shifts. I was like, what does that mean? Well, you know, what does that mean? Okay, there's people, ah, oh, Timothy Cole went, you know, there's shifts happening out there. Oh, we one body, yeah, oh, of course, you know. Um, then, four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, she has, a, she has a picture of the Lord uprooting and planting us into our, another, like, into that hole. And uh, literally a week later, like, this all comes out. Okay, guys, how do you feel? about this or have you got faith for this do you think it would work and uh, and I do feel like and even in my own heart to be honest with you I felt like STN kept on asking me what do you see what do you see and I was like I don't know I can't see further than two weeks <laughs> normally I can describe like even as I lead a church I'm just being honest with you guys as I lead a, lead a congregation you you know you can see like our Lord feels like we need to do this and that and we got to do this to get there and this is how that's how you lead people right I can't, for some reason, I haven't been able to see two weeks ahead of time this year, actually. And it was quite a bit frustrating for me. It's like maybe the Lord was challenging me, but now I kind of was like, okay, maybe that's why. <laughs> and uh, so there has been definitely a sense of the Lord working in this. It may seem sudden, but nothing suddenly, nothing sudden in the Lord. The Lord knows, right? It may seem sudden to us, but he's got this because remember, we can trust in him. He's got you guys. Um, so, practicalities. What does that mean? Are you guys okay? Okay, sorry, visitors, if you're here for the first time, like, sorry. <laughs> love you guys. See you for the next couple of weeks. But these people will love you. They will add you to, they will bring you into family. Hold on, let you shut up. They will draw you into the household of God. They'll give their lives for you. So I wanna, if you are visiting here and you just, I wanna encourage you, give yourself. You wanna say something? Um, I just think also for visitors, like it's not like Ross made this decision on his own. So we, one congregation, one book, would be part of like a much bigger church. We over 40 congregations and there's a big eldership team. There's Andrew that leads Josh Jean. So it's not like Ross decided, okay, I think I should go, it's a good idea. There's been a leadership team that's approached him and spoken to us and spoken to the people in Barnes and it's been processed. And yes, it happened quickly, but it wasn't just, okay, we're going. <laughs> it's, it's very good. You need to have context too, right? Context is massive. Even this right now, this is, we're quite deep into the process right now. I'm telling you guys, last Sunday I met with the leaders. I've spoken to the leaders. Some of you I've already managed to speak to one-on-one -on -one and personally. And I'm sorry to those of you maybe that I haven't been able to speak to personally, one-on-one. -on -one. I would have loved to actually got a chance to speak to every single person individually and just work this through with you. But unfortunately, time's not on our side. And there needs to be an, a, a sense of, okay, I can see the kingdom in this, right? So we have, I've worked, worked it through with the leaders. And the team is sad but excited, I think. I think they're excited. And, we'll, and I'll tell you why now. We've also worked it too with the guys in Amarnas. We were there this week. We met with their leaders. They're telling their, con their congregation this afternoon. Russell's there with them. For those of you visiting, 
um, Russell is one of the uh, directing elders that kind of moved within the congregation. So again, like Margot said, none of this has been happened or been done on our own, right? Um, so yeah, so your questions. There may be some questions. I want to preempt some questions maybe. Um, who's going to be leading you guys? You're wondering. That's the right answer. No, that's the right answer. No, he's 100% right, guys. Who leads you guys? Jesus. Who leads us? Who leads? Who's the head of this church? Jesus. He's 100% right. But God does entrust faithful men to stand guard, to hold the bounds of doctrine, to bring direction and governance in the body. And that is a role that I've fulfilled within us. So, in saying that, in chatting with the directing guys, in some of the words that have come through, us as a team, we feel like Estiana Mariska. are going to be taking over that role with the team. He's got amazing guys with him, Dimitri and Karen and Jeff. They've, they won, actually. It's actually amazing to see, like, how incredible. It's an amazing eldership team. I just want to honor you guys. No, like, I really do. Like, there's been such a sense of unity and oneness. Like, and, and they will lead you guys. And he will lead, you want to stand? Get them to stand up. Where's Mariska? Just so you don't know, visitors, that's Estian. <laughs> and Maris. Yeah. So we're not praying them in now. It's not, not yet. Not yet. And uh, where's the other elders, maybe? Just Dimitri and Corin. Just so you know, if, if you're visitors, good for you. Know, don't you want to just stand? And Jeff. These are faith, you can, you can sit down now. These are faithful men and women that you can trust, entrust your lives to. They will love you and they will care for you and they will guide you as best they possibly can towards Jesus. They don't have all the answers. They can't fix your problems. They're gonna point you towards Jesus. But they've been tried and tested. They're men of character. Not necessarily the best gifts. I'm just being honest. I don't have the best gifting. I'm not the most talented guy. I'm not the, can't preach the doorknob of a door handle. <laughs> but I, I bet there's character. When we look at the Bible, it's character that qualifies people. It's not gifting, right? And these are faithful men and women that are able, that have been qualified through their character. So I want to encourage you guys, give yourself to them. Give your heart to them. And you may be going, what do you mean I must give my heart to a, a person, man? It's biblical. It's biblical. David's mighty men gave themselves to him. I have given myself to you, actually. You belong to me and I belong to you. There's, there, and and it's not, you can teach into that a whole other thing. But you guys know this. I think we've, this, is, this is part of our, this is who we are. This is our values. So that means that they will be stepping into my role, I think. Um, or, yeah, we hold everything lightly and loosely. Anything can change, right? <laughs> my brother was on his way to Hoodsprite to go and lead a church there, and it literally didn't happen. I think Mike Davies was on the steps of Melkforce. He was going to, and Andrew's like, no, bro, I don't think it's going to happen. We want to be, things change, right? Um, 
they will not, SDM will not be coming full time. Immediately, I hope eventually, we don't know. That's why I want to encourage you guys, tithe. <laughs> I'm just being honest, tithe, because we need full-time workers in the kingdom. This is not like, I don't drive a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I never will drive a <laughs> to, to serve and to work into the kingdom, is, it's hard work. And, and to be honest, it's the tithes that pay the salaries that are, enable us to plant churches, buy equipment, rent buildings. These are the things that actually so you carry the kingdom forward as you work and are faithful in the workplace in many ways. You, and, and if it's not there, we can't, we can't do it. It's hard. I have led a church for four years now working for the church, and it's hard enough. I was just like, very good luck. <laughs> he has the faith though and I think he's got Dimitri and Karen and Jeff are on staff and they, they will be able to help they are slightly different gifts they are often more out than in but for the next season we've asked them to be a little bit more in than out that they can gather there probably will be a little bit more on the ground um, just with us and with and really supporting him as well so yeah so we don't know We've got to see, we take it one step at a time. You may be asking another question. So when does this happen? When is this going to happen, right? So we, um, we need to get to Amanus as soon as possible. Um, it's just the circumstances there right now are, are difficult and we need to get there. So the ha we'll be officially handing over Weinberg on the 11th of June at that Somerset West gathering. So it's one of the, re it's not the reason if this wasn't happening, I would want everybody to go there because we devoted to the apostolic. There's a bigger picture in mind. But this will be happening there. So there's something for you guys to rejoice in and celebrate. And it's a, it's a family moment. So I want to encourage you guys, really make an effort to go there. Don't miss out. Andrew's there as well. So we'll hand over Weinberg that Sunday. And um, Yaku will hand over Manus that Sunday to us, um, to us as well. So we'll do that officially then. So that means, we, I mean, we are still with you guys. We're here next week. We're with you on the 11th. We'll actually be back on the 18th as well. We'll just be here as visitors. We'll be sitting in the back. <laughs> Jokes. But yeah, so we will, we will be on the 18th. And just the dynamics of this, we're still in the same hub. So you're not losing us completely. It's not like you're never going to see us again. We're still in the same hub. I do facilitate the hub. So I have quite a, a, a role within the different congregations in the hub. It's an evening congregation in Manus, which means it'll free me up actually quite a bit in the morning to visit around a bit. So there's a good chance I'll be visiting you guys quite a bit. Not necessarily preachers to be here, because I love you guys. Um, so I'm hoping that's going to that's gonna happen as well. So it's not like I'll see you guys at the camp, the, the combined camps and meetings and that we do together. So it's not like goodbye forever. It's just... You're probably not going to see me as much in a Sunday context. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Um, what else? This has been an interesting morning. Eh? It's difficult. Like <laughs> You preach, kind of got to kind of share these things with you guys. Maybe are there any questions? I'm probably opening up a can of, could be opening up a can of worms.
any questions, guys? Am I missing anything? Yeah, just a saying that um, nature hates a vacuum. And um, the reality is that Ross and Margot have been such big gifts in this congregation that there is going to be a vacuum effect. And um, we need to be ready for that. I don't mean us as leaders. I mean us as a congregation. And to um, pray. And it's a good time for all of us because, I, I mean, there's adjustment that has to happen for us as leaders. And that's going to, over the next few weeks, that's, we're going to feel that. And um, we want you guys not just to kind of sit like you're watching a comedy, you know, how are we going to manage this, like without rise, but um, we want you guys, you know, that, that question of Isaiah, you know, um, here I am, Lord, and it's a good time for us all to avail ourselves, God, where do you want us to fill in the gaps? So that's what, that's what we personally praying into for this congregation, because we can all get stronger through this. Yeah, I just thought it's also quite important just to to process with you because you're all going to be going home after this and tomorrow is going to be Monday. And um, so last Sunday, uh, Ross told, told us as leaders that they'd be leaving. Just to prepare you, you will feel unsettled, most likely. I was quite unsettled last Sunday. Um, I was playing tennis with my son and I was just feeling like, <laughs> like unsettled. And um, yeah, 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 it's like... I said, Daniel's going like, where are you, Dad? <laughs> so just to prepare, you will feel unsettled. You've lost, you know, we've lost amazing, not lost, but amazing leaders that we look to. We've sown amazing leaders. And um, I just want to just prepare you for that. And although Estienne and the rest of the elders are going to steady the ship, just trust them to do that. I also just want to, to, to encourage you that for during the week, the Holy Spirit has settled my heart, and it's only taken, it's taken a week. And I was just reading this morning Romans 8, and in Romans 8 verse 11, it says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised, Jesus, who, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So I just want to remind you that you've got the, the best comforter, you've got the counselor, You've got um, the Holy Spirit that gives life, and He will settle your hearts. So I do encourage you during this week, just spend time praying. The Holy Spirit will settle you. Don't, don't, um, don't worry about your flesh. It will be unsettled, but spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time with the Lord. He will settle you. Okay. So good. So helpful, actually, just to know what we're going to experience. Because it is. It's something unsettling for us to, to, to some degree as well. Um, over the last, like, two weeks or so in, in just processing it, and I was thinking, like, it's such a healthy thing. Like, if you think in a, about we're a family, a spiritual family, and, um, you know, as our daughters are growing older, we're looking forward, not in excitement, but yes, that too, of when they will move out of the home and go on. <laughs> and, and, you know... 
And, and then they, you know, in these years we've taught, we've trained, we've raised them up. I mean, literally from birth, we were training them to go out to be independent, to reproduce and make families and multiply and, and so on. And that's a cycle of life. <laughs> you know, I think this is so getting twisted. My point being, spiritually in the body, it's the exact same thing. And it's such a healthy thing. That and the honor that we're able to, Ross and Margot, are able to go in strength and as family, okay, they're able to go and multiply and reproduce sort of after their kind. And as you know, if we were to stay stagnant, you know, that's that would be unhealthy and it's so exciting. And you know, you see it in the scriptures where it was constantly like where Paul at the end of Philippians, he's writing to them and he's sitting in jail and he's writing to them and the depth of love and relationship he has with this church. In Philippi, when he's sitting in Rome, and he's speaking about the love, the care, you're sharing in my distress, you partnered with me, you know, you've give, sent gifts to me, and he goes, look, I don't seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. And even as we can send them out with blessing and with, you know, that we are seeking, that in sending them with blessing, we're being blessed because of that, what we're able to impart to them, and they're going as the extension of the work that is being done here at Weinberg. And like family, coming back to that, it's the same thing. It's a healthy thing. It's a good thing. It's a sad thing. I'm dreading the day my kids leave home, but I don't want 35-year-old daughters living in my house, okay? I want them out and married with children. I want to be a grandparent, okay? And so it's the same thing in, in, in all of us as the Lord raises us up, you know? We, need, we have to go out, and that's the Great Commission, it doesn't say sit, sit, oh, I don't get this mixed up. Sit still in one place and preach the gospel. It says go into all the world. And this is obedience to the greatest commandment that the Lord Jesus has given to us. So as much as there's sadness, and I'm like, man, this sucks, okay? There's a, a glory in the obedience that we're obeying the greatest commandment we've been given as a church. Like go, go out into the world, you know, and preach the gospel. And that is, that's the commission. We shouldn't be surprised we should be concerned should we all stay in one place and become stagnant. And it's something to rejoice in. I, I think it's, it's so, so key also just to, like, even just something Corin said there, right? And this is something that's been on my heart. I feel like the Lord's actually been, he's been highlighting roles within the body. And there's two roles in the body, actually. Ultimately, his mother and his father. And even you were talking, there was a sense of we're talking, pulling the physical into this thing. But every single one of you ladies, every single one of you is called to be a mother. I'm not talking about the physical. So I'm not, I mean, don't look at it the physical eyes. Let's not get caught up in, oh, you know, I'm waiting, I don't have a, no. Every single one of you is called to be a mother to spiritual children, to disciple, to reproduce, to see the kingdom grow through you. Every single one of you young men and men, whether you're married or not, is called to be a father, is to disciple, and is to reproduce in the kingdom after yourself. And I, I really feel, I'm feeling strongly, I just want to probably preach on this sometime. It, it's, we, we mustn't get stuck into looking, things with, looking at things with physical eyes, because God's got so much more for us. So for those of you maybe just be encouraged. God's called you, man. He's called you. And... Um, and one exciting thing for me is, a really exciting thing for me, and I think it's a, it's a sign of health, is that somebody's not coming in to take over. They come from within. 
God has done something. It's been four years. But it feels like the Lord has strengthened and nurtured and watered and grown to the point where actually you can hand over. Instead of having to get somebody to come in and to, and, I th- and, and, and Ross before me, I just, I thank the Lord for that man. He plowed hard ground. He worked hard. And I think this actually is many ways his inheritance, or it is, it's part of his inheritance too, to see you guys step into this and this congregation move forward in strength. So it's very, very exciting. It's a sign of health, actually. Come and say something. Yeah, so um, last week, Thursday, Ross and Margot asked if we can have supper together. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's always you know, great to hang out with them. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> and eventually, Margot was like, no, no, come, Ross has something to say. And I immediately go, where are you going? Because I, I just saw on his face that he's obviously going somewhere. And, we, and he's obviously said Amarnas, and we start speaking about that. And obviously, talk, 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 and, he, and then Margot again, she's a little instigator, she's like, you guys don't have a lot of questions about Weinberg. And I go, oh, but I was obviously joking, but I went, oh, to whom must I give my heart now? And then Ross goes, you. And I'm like, me what? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and um, then he shared, I'm not going to lie, the first probably four or five nights, I couldn't sleep. Marissa and I were having a conversation about potential deacons and this and what I'm going to preach on next, and now I'm going to at like 3.30 in the morning one, one evening, uh, one morning. Um, but just, you, I've, I've learned long ago that you say yes to the things of God and you figure it out later. And I really have faith, God is our, he is our main shepherd, our head shepherd. And for some reason, I was taking my dog for a walk this, this week and I was going, Lord, how am I gonna do this? Like, what does this mean? I'm, 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 I'm still working. And I got quite emotional because I actually just realized it's not, a, it's, I can't do it. Only God can do it. And as we humble ourselves, as we walk with him, as we follow the spirit, you know, the spirit blows wherever it wants, the Bible says, we, we just keep in step with him and we allow him to, to do it. I can't do it out of my own strength, thank the Lord. But, but he, he, this is his church and he loves every single one of us. And I was just reminded when, when Ross just got here, I don't know if he remembers this, he did a preach on living stones. Do, do you remember that? And he was saying, there's a difference between a stone and a brick, right? So each one of these bricks, they're all the same, right? And it's easy to build with them. But a stone, like if you have a hole in your wall and it's not shaped like a brick, it's difficult to get, to get a brick in there. And each one of us is a living stone. And we need to allow God to shape and mold us like the, the potter with the clay to, show, to, to put us into this, this building, we, into this church to play the role and fulfill what he has, has, has called us to do. And ultimately, that doesn't change. Whoever leads this church, that's, that's what we're called to do. So, I mean, everyone has said this, but I really just want to encourage every single one of you, if you are feeling uncertain, just love people. That is how God steadies the ship. But, but each one of us just loving one another and actually being devoted to one another, seeing each other fit into the little hole God has for us as a as a body. And I'm excited for this. I really have faith. I trust the God, I trust the Lord. I trust the God. I trust the Lord. 
will work on my English as I go. But anyway, um, yeah, but really, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. So it is exciting, sad and exciting at the same time. And um, the Lord's, uh, should I say, even just, He's spoken through dreams, He's spoken through, I felt, felt like I'm actually highlighting SDN to me to actually lead Weinberg possibly one day. It's interestingly enough, almost, almost two years ago. Randomly one day, one of the other elders from another congregation knew, had zero context in anything, phones me, said, I had a dream last night about Estian. I'm like, yeah? He says, I saw you handing in the keys to a house. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now, this is uh, about a year ago I got, I got this phone call. I just, and I just buried it in my heart and just said, okay, Lord, if it is that, you'll make it happen when the time's right. And may seem like the time's even wrong because he's, you're young, bro. You're still working. But in the Lord, time is right. So don't look with those physical eyes. We just don't know the Lord, uh, how he works always. Amen. So maybe don't you want to stand with me? I think we need to pray together. <laughs> so next week, we're going to break bread together. It's important. I think the Lord says, as often as you come together, break bread together, remember him. And actually, the Last Supper. No. <laughs> no. But next week, we're going to break bread together as a congregation. We're just going to fellowship together. I think uh, we'll see. I think Jeff's probably going to share. And we'll go take it from there. But maybe just before I pray for us, never want to leave these opportunities. We get together. Never, I don't know everybody that's here. And I shared earlier just, there was a, as Billy and Sinclair shared, there was something of the righteousness of Jesus. It's freely given freely given. As Nicholas shared, there's, there's, there's a veil that's been torn and there's access to Jesus that's free. But you've got to choose. You've got to, you've got to receive and you've got to accept it, right? And Satan comes like, like, like Pharaoh and he wants to stop anybody becoming part of the household of God, part of the nation, the family of God, actually, the people of God. But God stands, Jesus stands there. He made the way. He stands there with an outstretched arm. And he says, come, I want you to come into my kingdom. And by believing that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and mine 2,000 years ago, he was raised again on the third day. Something in your heart is going, I want to serve that. I want to surrender and give my life to that. I know that's true and I believe that. He says, in order to be saved, you need to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. And if there's anybody like that here this morning that has never accepted or received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I would love to pray with you. I'd love you just come and respond. Just respond to him because actually you're taking a step of faith going, Lord, I don't know how this is going to look, but it's the first day of the rest of your life in heaven. You're being born into the kingdom of God. And there's blessing that comes. You see how the Israelites were blessed. Because God took them out of, Israel, out of Egypt, takes them into freedom. And there's baptism like it's going to happen later. But if there's anybody like that here this morning that has not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, is not even sure what that means, don't, I'll give you an opportunity. Come, you can come stand here now with me. We'd love to pray with you. All, got, all, all surprised me last week. And I was, I was just so grateful to God.
But maybe there's somebody here we don't know. And you can respond right now. Maybe just, you know what, close our eyes. Let's all close it. We don't want to make it hard for you if there is anybody like that, yeah? Because we, we, we want that for you, actually. We're inviting you. He's inviting you into the kingdom, and we're inviting you too. We're going, come, this is the best decision you'll ever make in your entire life. And every single one of us is praying for you now. If that's you, we don't know you. Maybe we don't know you by name, but he does. And we're going, Lord, if there's one person here that doesn't know you, would you waken their hearts to responding to you this morning? If there's anybody like that here, just come. We just would love to pray with you. So all our, all our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed. We're praying. We're praying for you. Come, Holy Spirit, would you just come? Come right now. All right. So there's no one here. Trusting that everyone does know Jesus, but if you don't, I want to encourage you. Please don't leave this. Don't leave this morning without coming to speak to myself or just one of the guys. Yeah, just we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to share a little bit more with you, um, just about that. But Jeff, I hate to put you on the spot. Don't you want to pray for us? <laughs> Sorry, I just feel like you need to pray for us. I love this man so much. Eh? I wake him up. Yes, I'm, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Greet one another with a holy kiss. I've kissed lots of men. Lots of men don't like it. Let's pray. Yeah, Lord, we, we thank you that, Lord Jesus, you're beyond compare. And we don't want to compare Ross and Margot to Estian and Mariska. We, we want to look at you and we want to say, Lord, thank you that you are beyond compare, that you, you've got no comparisons. And as we turn our hearts to you and as Steve said, we work this out in our physical being, I pray for much grace over us, Lord, this week and that you will speak to our hearts and that you will show us clearly that... Um, um, your ways are just not our ways, and your thoughts are always higher than ours, and it's always for your glory, and we want to give you all the honor, we want to give you all the glory, but we want to pray for encouragement for Ross and Margot and for Estian and Mariska as they walk into different roles, and we just want to commit to you ourselves, Lord, that you will help us, Holy Spirit. This is Pentecost Sunday. Won't you help us? Won't you speak to our hearts? Won't you empower us to own these changes for your glory and for our encouragement? And everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen.